is Shell Sorrow and this is Fire and Soul, a community where awakening leaders and truth seekers gather to unite in sovereignty in today's triggered world. Featuring courageous and compassionate conversations, Fire and Soul will help you reclaim sovereignty in life, love, and leadership. Let's listen, learn, and stand together as models for our new world, starting now. Hey there, beautiful Fire and Soul community. How are you today? I have a really special guest in store for you. Barry Coral is someone that I came across as a result of connecting with Belinda Womack's publicist, Eileen Dune. Eileen Dune is a gem of a human being, and she also represents Mark Nepo. Many of you know who that is, and Mark Nepo is coming on Fire and Soul uh, later this year, so I'm really excited about that. But I hadn't heard about Barry Coral, even though millions around the world have. Um, but when Eileen shared about what she does and how she helps so many children and teachers and librarians and families with yoga and mindfulness and music, and she has this massive YouTube uh, channel called Yoga Palooza with Barry Coral, uh, with like. 550,000 subscribers and she reaches millions around the world and it's just so cool and she's got a brand new book uh that she just um put out called rocket ship yoga and so anyway I am a big fan and I love her story I love how everything came to be in terms of her awakening to her purpose on this planet at this time especially in these past couple years but what I thought was going to be especially valuable for you uh, is I know we have a lot of listeners that have children that are feeling stressed and disempowered and disenfranchised, right, from their communities and from themselves. We also have a lot of listeners that have grandchildren that are experiencing some of those same feelings and it's really real. And so this is a beautiful way to connect with your child or grandchild through Barry's work. I call it Barry's medicine. It's incredible. It's deep. It's easy to get into. And honestly, some of you might even just be like, you know what? That's the perfect way for me to open up my journey with yoga and mindfulness. Because I don't know about you, but the more that I just really dive into my awakening journey, the more that I I recognize how much my five-year-old little girl self needs to be loved, needs to be held, needs to be reminded that she's safe and that it's okay to have big feelings, it's okay to cry, it's okay to feel safe, you know what I mean? And I've never been more present to that than this past year as I've just been like, in this rebirth process of life where everything feels new and in moments it's just like whoa 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 everything feels scary <laughs> and yet at the same time it's like okay just tend to that five-year-old little version of myself and so maybe that's where this will resonate for you too regardless of whether or not you have children or you're a teacher or anything like that but this is pure medicine for the soul and I'm so grateful for Eileen to Eileen Dune rock star publicist for bringing Barry into our lives. I'll leave all the show 
uh, all the resources in the show notes for you to learn more, for you to connect uh, with Barry if you feel called. And I just want to give another shout out to Eileen for connecting me to yet another fantastic human being, an angel on this planet for doing the big, beautiful, deep work and mostly for helping our children and for those of us that need to relate to our inner child. So without further ado, please enjoy this beautiful, unexpected, but delightful conversation with Miss Barry Coral. To have you on Fire and Soul. You're the perfect medicine for my community and our families. Welcome to Fire and Soul. Thank you. Happy to be here. Oh, well, you're just in this explosive state of expansive uh, expansion right now. And what I love about it is that you're helping so many families and teachers and educators and children learn how to cope with emotions and panic and stress. And even though I just read a very impressive bio that took you and everyone else by surprise, I'd love for you to share your story about how you got into the work that you're doing now that took a sudden shift. Um, yeah, I'll try to be as brief as I can. I was basically a musician with panic attacks. Um, I was like, you know, singing for adults and trying to narrow the gap between me and Carol King, um, running around in these circles in New York City that were very competitive. My boyfriend at the time uh, discovered Nora Jones and Nora, you know, it was just like everyone was like clawing, not Nora, actually, she was very <laughs> cool, but everyone else was kind of clawing over each other, trying to get a break. And it was really hard. Um, and I just had a lot of anxiety, I had a lot of negative thoughts, I had a lot of negativity. And yeah, I just started having panic attacks and no one had ever... Uh, taught me anything about my nervous system. No one ever taught me about my thoughts. <laughs> I mean, it sounds so flipping obvious, but like, I didn't know my thoughts matter. I didn't know. I thought they just, you know, they were just in my private head. I didn't know that that was creating everything around me, every anxiety, every disappointment, every thrilling thing, everything that came out to be like, I knew this was going to happen. Yeah. Cause I kept thinking it was going to happen. So for good or bad. So, um, it was all news to me. Uh, and, um, I was kind of saved by yoga and mindfulness, but I did some other things like cognitive behavioral therapy. And I got certified to teach mostly to heal myself. As I heard you say, you know, it was really first for my own knowledge and also because it was a very positive place to be during very dark times, you know? Um, and so I got certified to teach, but I was still a musician. And then um, a few of my songs, my niece, who I was obsessed with, I was an aunt with a car seat. She was like obsessed with a lot of these songs, like Michaela Thong, Michaela Thong. And it's like, well, really that song is about a drummer who kind of whatever, but like, she just was so cute about it. And I, and I saw a show uh, with a band for kids and I'm like, you know, I feel like I could do this. It was really rock and roll. It didn't dumb it down. They weren't wearing clown stuff. You know, I was like, I could be like a singer songwriter for kids. And I went in that direction. And, and I had a lot of success, but even that became crowded. Like soon everyone and their mother had a kid's band and we all started to specialize a little bit more. And I'm like, well, I know yoga. I know a lot about yoga. Let me bring the yoga to the music, to the kids. And so that's how that started. And um, I had my own curriculum and I worked at a very well-known preschool and I worked there for many, many years. And then I wanted to share it with others. I wanted to share the music. I wanted to share all the success. So I started getting in front of teachers 
And at first it was about the music, but then it was like, Hey, can you share more about the benefits of yoga and mindfulness with us? Cause we would like that we're stressed. We, we want to help our kids. You know, first it was helping the kids and then it became, well, we, we need help. And I mean, I've been doing this for 15 years, you know, uh, this, this side of the business, you know, the training and stuff for teachers. So, I mean, now with COVID, forget it. I just, the whole universe has had like a nervous breakdown, but, um, but I would say at this point, I mean, conservatively, I have literally been in front of over a hundred thousand teachers. I mean, I've been in front of thousands of teachers at once, like singing my songs, but also trying to inspire them, even just with a few breaths, even just with a few, your thoughts matter and how, how can you elevate them? You know, how, you know, because I work with so many teachers, that's always the question too. How do we reach the parents? <laughs> so now doing, you know, these kinds of things are fun because, you know, parents need so many resources. I feel on some level that parents have more resources than teachers do. So I, I do like to share that, but, um, but yeah, you know, so you got the teachers, you got the parents, you got the children and, and it's become, uh, a major world and I'll just say one last thing shut up but I started <laughs> animating my songs also um to show them how they could work for yoga and so I put that on YouTube and now YouTube is a half a million subscribers a lot of parents that's a wonderful way for parents to you know do yoga with their kids or just have their kids do something really positive with screen time it's very engaging the music is great and um so I have this sort of like entertainment and education side of my business, but it all comes down to feeling good and being in joy and all that. And you're in such purpose. You know what I love about that story? And thank you for really packing that in in like five minutes, because it's such a remarkable story. And, and I love your journey. And I think a lot of people are trying to really find their true purpose right now. And oftentimes we look back and connect the dots and we're like, oh, I thought I was going to be the next Nora Jones, but then I had panic disorder. So then I found yoga and, you know, it's like, it's just been this evolution of your own journey and you just keep listening. And I, and I believe the reason why you're listening is because you literally learned how to listen to your body, to your thoughts. And so it's a beautiful example of what we're actually awakening to here in this podcast but I love that you're working with the kids because during COVID, yes, the universe is was having a nervous breakdown, really well put. But I think the, the generation that suffered the most were children. And thank goodness for you, an angel out there. So what have you seen shift just in terms of the people, the parents, the teachers, and the children that you've been able to, to reach virtually online through you know your YouTube channel and or even in person? How has this benefited them in a general sort of point of view? Well, I want to get to that, but I just, you know, speaking to who you serve here, I, and I want to, you know, and it brings something up that um, you said that was really important. When you said that people were looking for their joy and their purpose, right? Um, and, and how do they find their joy and their purpose? And then you were saying like, you were going to be the next Nora Jones, but you had panic attacks. One of the best things that I learned is like, you are a combination of your influences and your interests, you know, yeah. like yoga and music and kids, you know, I never could have predicted that, but that is, that's what makes everybody unique. You know, what, what makes what you're interested in Michelle is not something that, right. It's like all your little things. And so when I realized that that was very helpful to sort of top of mind, you know, and the other thing is when you were saying like tapping into your joy, now I, 
I had to clear a lot of anxiety to get to the joy, but I have heard this. And I think this is true. The amygdala part of our brain, which is our fight or flight protector can also be lit up with opportunities. And when you kind of do that inner work, you are sort of lighting that up and like finding that joy, you know? Um, and that's really interesting too. It, it is, it's having the confidence to listen to your inner voice and it's having the confidence to listen to your intuition. But it's like, if you want to know your future, look at your present, you know, <laughs> whatever you're working in now, whatever you're saying yes to, whatever you're working on, that's going to be what you're doing in your future. So allowing ourselves to, um, you know, I went through my journey of listening to myself, you know, um, and also I'll just say one last thing and then I'll get to your question. My three rules for success. Is it fun? Is it easy? Is it going somewhere? Yes. I and love like, it. Internalizing that a little bit as you start to like have the confidence to do the things that you want to do, you know? Um, so, you know, you go out there, Michelle, as you know, with like, there's no proof that any of this is going to work. You're going out with like total blind faith and, and you're believing in nothing where, you know, I started building YouTube. It was nothing. You're believing in nothing. And so on some level, we're all fools, but life is short. We're all going to you know, and I mean, we only get so many trips around the sun. So when would now be a good time to, you know, it's, it's really hard to fail at something that you're passionate about. It's Wait, just here, Have you ever been to Tony Robbins seminar? Well, I mean, I'd love to, but no, does he talk about this kind of stuff? He literally says, when would now be a good time? But so do many, many others. Oh, oh maybe I heard that from, yeah. Well, it doesn't matter. Yeah. It's a universal principle. And I love that you say that. And I'm going to jump in real quick before you answer my original question, if we can remember what that is, you'd be so brilliant. Um, and that's that when you say, if you want to know your future, then look at your now moment what we're working on and evolving into right now as a worldwide community is knowing that our true personal power is in this now moment, right? And that our anxiety comes from trying to cast a future that does not exist, nor are we guaranteed. And then oftentimes, you know, we can live in the back stories and traumas and, you know, identities, but this now moment is all we have. And that's what yoga and mindfulness allows us access to once we can get through the density of the old stuff. So I just, I love this this purpose that you're in, you know, it's a beautiful conversation. Yeah. Eckhart Tolle said that um, anxiety is too much future and not enough presence. Yeah. And, you know, it doesn't, presence doesn't all just have to be found on the yoga mat and downward dog, right? It's like, what is mindfulness? It, it's a journey to really understand the mind and it's an understand, and it's a journey to kind of like let the mind work for you a little bit more and to kind of bring it back into the relative safety of this present moment and to the, the power, you know, the potential. I used to think, you know, back when I was like a self-involved singer songwriter, you always wanted something to come from your gigs. Am I gonna get another gig? How many of my CDs am I gonna sell? How much, you know what I mean? It was always what's next, what's next, what's next. And mm -hmm. what you really start to learn is like, what's now what's now mm -hmm. and the fruits of my labor are not my concern you know i i can surrender that which has been such a helpful mantra and so i can just focus on now it doesn't mean i don't have ambition right it doesn't mean i don't want things to come out of the things but it but it it takes some of the pressure off because we're constantly we're, we're in this um 
you know, we're, we always have to like hustle. It's, it's exhausting, you know? So, so just the more that we can do to be mindful and enjoy this moment. And, and again, like, you know, time is currency too. Like you're, it's not just, I mean, money is important, but like the, the time that you get to do doing the things that you love, like time is currency. And, and so just having, that's why, you know, like when would now be a good time to sort of tap into yeah, that. Yeah. I love it so much. And I know that you are a big fan and, and of Eckhart Tolle's and he was a, a special teacher for you as well as Abraham Hicks, very much the vibration of what's happening here. And what's so cool is that while you're being led to really, you know, teach children and parents and educators, I can see how it's, it goes beyond any of those identities, right? I'm a woman Humans. who did Exactly. Human beings and maybe some goats and puppies too. I'm not sure, <laughs> but um, it's beautiful. So yeah, let's just go back to that, that impact that you're seeing in a, in a visible or visceral way that might show up as energy, right? Or a state of being um, of how this yoga and mindfulness that you teach so beautifully um, is having an impact on those that you get to touch. So I would say probably the simplest way that I would explain it is that you're giving people the tools to calm down mm -hmm. and you're giving children the tools to self-regulate. And this is really important. You know, you hear the word self-regulate a lot with kids and like, really, what does that mean? It means that like a child is upset and now they're upset. And when you give a child the tools to self-regulate, it means that that child knows usually a great thing to do is breath because breath is like the key to the emotion that child knows that it, that they could take a few calming breaths to calm down so we do you know like candle breath you breathe in you blow out the candle you breathe mm -hmm. in you blow out the candle now one thing that really blew my mind because i've been doing this work for such a long time I remember after, you know, all my suffering and anxiety, and I met a guy who was like a Columbia grad and he went to law school and he was really successful. And he said he used to get super nervous before taking tests and he learned how to breathe for relaxation. And I'm like, who taught you that? And he said, my elementary school teacher, and I've been doing it ever since I was six. And I thought to myself, well, geez, you know, if I, someone had taught me that, Maybe I wouldn't have had a panic disorder for seven years if someone had taught me to calm down. And what's happening now is there is an awareness and awakening. I mean, when I started, 10% of my audience knew anything about this. And now we're in a space where I'm almost like, oh my gosh, am I repeating myself? Am I giving them new information? And I was really like flipping out in my, I have a business coach and she's like, no, this is great, Barry, because, well, no one says it the way you say it, but like, there it's out there now this is this is top of mind this is what people are paying attention to you're not just like the one specialist that comes in one time in their life you know to like they are doing a lot of information about this now so it's it's actually it's wild so as a spiritual teacher and as a trainer I'm like, wow, you know, I'm going to have to like up my game to sort of, you know, give new, you know, whatever. I don't know. Not necessarily because yeah. you know, it's like the, what Louise Hay said, um, everyone's going to come out here and tell you the same thing in a different way, <laughs> you know? And also I will speak to a Tony Robbins quote because I have studied under him in the past 
And uh, he was a really important teacher to me at a time when I didn't know that I had a leader within that was ready to shift the world in my own way, like you are. But um, he says that repetition is the mother of all skill. And I too, sometimes I'm like on this, on this podcast, I'm like, did I just say that like the last three episodes in a row? But bottom line is, is that we hear things new all the time and we need to hear them over and over and over again. So I love that you're saying it, the way that you're saying it and those that are magnetized to you and your energy and you as you show up, they're going to be the perfect people for you. I want to just touch on something really quickly and then talk about your brand new book and ways in which uh, my listeners and their families uh, can work with you or study under you. I personally was plagued by so much anxiety. I didn't know either um, what it was or where it came from. And I was raised on a steadfast idea of spiritual and self-development, but I still didn't understand that it actually lived in my body. Um, There was no conversation around that. And then I found uh, the mat and, and this was about 15 years ago. And then I went on to just have such a deep soothing of my own nervous system. When you talk about it, the way that you would talk about it for a five-year-old, I'm like, I still need to hear that as a grown woman, right? And I'm sure you get this. And then I went on to evolve and wanting to deepen my practice and did my 500 hour certification training out here in Los Angeles. And it's just yoga changed my life. So I want to know before we dive into the book, how is yoga for you now? Is it still a steady daily practice? Do you teach it to your children? I know that you have a family. How does it show up in your everyday family life? <laughs> You're laughing. Oh, gosh. Yeah, I have like two teenagers now, not interested, zero, <laughs> could not, would not on a boat, could not, would not on a boat, you know, okay, but actually, even with a goat. Good, because so yeah. many of my listeners have teenage children and they don't know what to do. Help us out. Could, SOS. Could not, would not, could not, would not. Where <laughs> it is helpful um, is that you know, an activated adult never deactivated a child. <laughs> so taking, taking care of yourself is really, really important. And I, and I, you know, I know we hear it, but I've been through some really intense things with my kids and, and I'm sure a lot of listeners had, I mean, and plus I adopted them from trauma. I mean, the whole thing, it's a you know, disaster, but there's a lot facing our kids and it's scary. And so we went through a couple of those like little scary moments. And because of my spiritual practice, more than reaching for the mat, I was actually able to reach for people who were very intuitive and very smart. And they really, and they helped calm me down and they helped me also kind of slow everything down. You know, Um, even someone gave me something so simple, like a, um, a level of one to five to judge how, um, uh, elevated, how dysregulated my daughter was. Are we a one? Then we're here. Are we a two? Are we a three? Or if we're at a four or if we're at a four to a five, that's when I can't handle that. And I need outside help, you know? And so even something like that was so helpful. And I wasn't able to come up with that myself. And that was like a therapist and really helpful, but, but just, you know, accessing, yourself so whether it's the mat or you know not making things worse getting to a a, a soft place of communication where people will talk to you that's been like the better the best thing you know better out than in and you know it's just been um it's really been a journey you know it's like it's like what Deepak Chopra says think you're enlightened you know spend a weekend with your family like you are going to get activated by your kids so that yoga practice is for you or whatever you can do that breath is for you. Even if you're not helping them in that moment, 
you know, you're helping yourself and maybe you, you can come back to a, a more creative solution later. But so I just recently started a yoga practice again. I was not practicing for a while. I mean, I've had a hip replacement. I just, you know, I was never a perfect yogi. You know, that's like I a lot of my friends were like, they looked perfect. I can't be in any of my videos because there's a lot of poses that I can't even do. So that's why they're all animated. And, you know, there are other girls out there that look perfect in their little videos and that's not me, you know? Um, but I just started as doing like a half an hour yoga a day and I've been doing it for a couple of months and I really do feel that, but even I still need something else later. I could get a little like grumpy or, you know, just what, but it might just be looking at the pond or just taking some time for tea or putting the flipping phone down. Like it's just, or it's saying to the family, like, you know what, I'm kind of activated right now. I don't really know why I have to go for a walk. I have to take care of myself or, or, you know, whatever it's, it's knowing yourself too. Yes. I love that. And that's something that I personally did get on the mat. You know, I remember when I would first go to yoga in LA, talk about the bodies. They really were super oh They really yeah. were like celebrities. Literally. Literally. Yeah. And they're wearing like, yeah. they were like thong bikinis in hot yoga here in LA. So this was really um, troubling for someone like me who used to suffer from severe body dysmorphia, regardless of my size. But I feel you on the, don't let that intimidate you. Find your right spot. Maybe it's online, right? And and, and I do just, a lot. I love glow. Yeah, I love glow as well, actually. I love glow. And they have, you know, classes for beginners, anything. And no one's seeing you, you know, and you could do 15 minutes. That's the other thing, Michelle. Don't who I can't believe I used to do an hour and a half yoga class. Who the heck is time for that? You know, know. 20 minutes, 15 minutes, 10 minutes, half an hour. Like that has made a huge difference. Like it, like things that you'll stick to, you know? Yeah. You are inspiring me to get back on the dang mat because it's been over two years for me when everything shut down in LA. I just like in-person classes. And so then I found hiking again and fell in love with nature. And that's my like mat now, but I'm, my body is literally calling for yoga. So I knew there was like going to be a reason for me selfishly why we connected today. And I'm like, ah, it's because you need to get back on the mat, Michelle, one way or the other. So I'm going to do that. I'm committing to that now. And I will let my listeners know. Can we talk about rocket ship yoga? It is the cutest thing ever. I know it's out and I want all of my listeners to go and pick this up, but let's tell them what it is and why. Well, it's interesting. This is my first book, Rocket Ship Yoga, and it's in a kid's yoga adventure in outer space. I mean, again, for all bodies, because, you know, you're doing child's pose, you're doing snake pose. It's just that you're out of, you're in outer space. And to me, that was, I was having trouble doing yoga because sometimes it's boring. I mean, I don't know, just tell you the truth. Sometimes it's really boring, but, but I like working out to my own stories and activities because you don't realize that you're exercising. So, you know, I'll just tell you a page or two. Like I wanted to be a pilot ever since I was a child and you take a few breaths here. I would gaze at the stars looking for Mars and you're in snake pose and you could take a few breaths here fly a big rocket, go far into orbit, and you're in plank pose. So we're doing yoga, right? But we're just doing it in this like fun, friendly way. And it's great for kids and it's great for adults and parents. And for me, it's nice to have something that people can just pick up a book. And I mean, it's great to be a musician, but you know, you don't need the video. You don't need the music, you know, right? It's just, it's all here. And I, um, 
when I was working on this, I had to do the routine over and over and over. And it was like yoga class. I mean, it's just, you're doing the same poses that you're doing yoga. So I was like, wow, I just did five, 10, 15 minutes of yoga and you don't even realize it, you know? Um, and then I always say that mindfulness or breathing is like the period at the end of the sentence for children. So after we go on our little space journey, I have two really fun uh, relaxations for kids. One where they grab a star out of the sky. That's so beautiful. And then also rocket ship breath. Um, and it really works. I mean, it works like my, my songs are kind of a magical discipline. They really work. And it works just like that. And so it's I'm so cute. And I love the, com the combination of doing yoga in outer space. It's honestly, again, I think this is for adults. I mean, who would have no, I would thing. love to do an outer space yoga class for adults. I mean, that's what I mean. And if I had more yes. time, that would be my shtick, you know, I suppose like doing this kind of play-based yoga for adults, because it is so much fun and you don't, you're getting all the benefits. And I'm in front of teachers all the time where, you know, sleeping like a pony in the barn and we're doing yoga with a dancing bear and we're going on a yoga dragon hunt, but you're doing yoga and you feel yes. everything shift at the end you know it's like sand through the hourglass you feel them all they're just they all just like zzz. you're it's the yoga is a magical practice the forward bending the back bending the twisting it all is preparing us to relax you know it's it's we open up our chest cavity every time we stretch we can take in more air more oxygen i mean there is a science to this and and so doing it in our space is like heck yeah but you're, you're doing yoga. I just had this vision and I hope it's you that does this. There's like rocket ship yoga studios all over the nation. And it's, there's adult classes and there's children classes and there's family classes. I can see going into a dark room and the universe on the, on the ceiling, right? Like, and, and just feeling safe, like just, oh, and then yet I'm also just mesmerized that I'm in this galaxy and I'm connected to everything. And the whole thing found, sounds so damn magical. Can you please do that? <laughs> yeah, or just go to a kid's yoga class because I mean, I've trained so many teachers, but like we've brought in a star machine and then there's like stars on the wall or there's essential oils or you're playing. And you know, it's so funny because that's, that's what kids yoga teachers are doing. I mean, the great ones are, can turn a whole class into outer space or you know teddy bear yoga I mean it's just so much fun you know like fairies unicorns it's just hilarious it would be very fun to do it for adults um a very whimsical kind of a studio yeah. and place and if I had more time or my parallel me can do that but otherwise you know <laughs> we can create it a little bit there with the book you know but um but I love no, that no. concept it would just yeah, be so much with, fun, you know. Well, this is what happens when we step into like new portals, and that's what rocket ship yoga did for me. I was like, it got me inspired to like become creative, like, oh, what's possible for all of us human beings? But rocket ship yoga, not only is it a beautifully illustrated and designed uh, children's uh, book, but this core concept of helping to soothe as many children's nervous systems as we can. And I know you're such an advocate for being um, someone who helps to contribute you know, and mental illness that's obviously on the rise since 2020 and COVID and doesn't look like it's going anywhere and children are facing so much. And so I just want to thank you for who you are and how you show up. And I know you're extremely busy and sought after and in high demand, and then you got your own family. Um, I'm so thankful that we had this time today because I know 
so many of our listeners have children or nieces or grandchildren, and they are going to be so excited about what I would call your work as medicine. Um, it's holistic and it's natural and deeply affordable. Where's the best place that my listeners can get in touch with you online? Thank you. And fun. Yes. Yes. Um, <laughs> I'm Barry Coral. So I'm assuming you'll have that written out somewhere. BarryCoral.com, YouTube, Barry Coral. The book is anywhere. Books are sold. I'm very easy to find. <laughs> <laughs> you don't play hard to get. Well, we'll be sure that we add all of the links um, in our show resources. Is there any final words that you wish I would have asked or that you'd like to share with the audience? No, I mean, I'm just, I'm glad this was really a lot of fun. And, um, you know, it sounds like your listeners are getting a lot of inspiration, which is just one of the best things that we can do for people. So I'm happy for you and, and for anyone who found this and who found you, um, I would keep listening to Michelle and thanks for having me. <laughs> and I'm going to say, and then pay it forward and go right over to Barry Coral's uh, YouTube channel and website and pick up Rocket Ship Yoga. So thankful for your time. Have a beautiful day, Barry. You too, honey. Bye. Thank you for listening to Fire and Soul. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, rate, and review this podcast on your favorite pod player. And if you'd like to connect on social, you can find me anywhere at Michelle Sorrow. Or if you'd like to reach out to me directly, you can at Fire and Soul Podcast. Dot com. Thanks for listening.